Welcome, 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 everybody. Shoots and Ladders podcast here, week three, January 1993. I am your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. How are you doing, Jen? I'm awesome. Jen. How are you? Yes. Do you feel the high energy today? High energy. Are you ready for a potential Royal Rumble that we're barreling towards with high energy in it? <sighs> Am I ever not ready for a Royal Rumble with anyone and everyone in it? I mean, I'm excited. Definitely anyone with Owen Hart, though. I'm excited about this quick little wrap-up we're going to do for this week. I'm excited about the Rumble. I mean, I am. I, I, You know I do enjoy a Rumble. Are you excited about the unveiling of Narcissa? I'm excited about that. I'm yeah. excited about, you know, in real life, in real times, you know, we're recording this the week before the actual Royal Rumble here in 2023. A lot of exciting things that are actually yes. happening. Yes. We are here, coming at you live-ish. We're recording live. The thing is, is that podcasts aren't really live. Like, we're not doing an Instagram live. We're together, though. We're in the same room. Maybe someday we'll do an Instagram live. Hmm. I don't do that. Um, We're here in our (laughs) 90s pod closet. We're surrounded by Attitude Era uncut card sheets and raw magazines. Looks like an autograph Saved by the Bell memorabilia thing. Blockbuster video stuff. Oh, that's a uh, Mick Foley, Helena Cell autograph. We got a lot of cool stuff in here, huh? Mm-hmm. You've got a Rock and Sock uh, connection Funko Pop situation. We do. We have a whole tag team Funko mm-hmm. Pop thing. Yeah, going. we have a lot going on in here. We'll have to post some pictures. But that's not why we're here today. No. Well, no. We are here today to recap as we get ready for the Royal Rumble. January that's it. 16th and 18th. Superstars and Raw. Jen, whenever you're ready. I am ready. Give me a rundown. What the hell did we watch? Uh, what did we watch? Okay, so Superstars. Time out. You're clowning around already. Quit clowning around. <laughs> you're absolutely clowning around with this recap. Okay. I, I see where you're going. I see through your I see through your gains. You see that? I do. I was holding that. Quit clowning around. Get to it. All right. Superstars of Wrestling, January 16th, Saturday. Start out with a Bret Hart in a black void. Then we go to our hosts, Jerry Lawler, Macho Man, Minnie Mac. Um, side note, I, I just, again, I can't stop saying it. Love Macho Man as a commentator. He's so insane. Um, okay, so we get a bunch of jobber matches. First one is with Razor Ramon. Then... We get an update with Mean Gene about the Kamala nonsense. Then we get a Nasty Boy match. Then we get an in Coliseum interview with Shawn Michaels. Mm. And it's everything it could be. Then we have a Crush Jobber match. Okay. Okay. So then Doink beats Crush with a cast. Ooh, okay. And it is an extremely long segment with them... Rolling the stretcher out, putting Crush on it, leaving with him. Royal Rumble update, Sean Mooney. Then we get all the little people saying they're going to go and be the last one out. Back to Crush. Homeboy still on a stretcher. I mean, this is like 20 minutes of this episode is Crush on a stretcher. Boom. Yokozuna. Match. Guy got squished. Boom. Back to Crush on a stretcher. I mean, I, he is holding his hand, and his, like his hand is like all good. It's crazy how much time. Royal Rumble report with Gene Okerlund. How many Royal Rumble reports do we need? Apparently, a lot. This is brought to you by Ico Pro, but everybody that loves a body. Then we get a crush update. 
He's finally being put in the ambulance. Back to the Royal Rumble report. Then we get a Tatanka match. And then we get Sean Mooney coming in talking about headlock on hunger. That is your superstars raw. Hold on. Take a breath. Okay. Whew. I'm going to take my jacket off. I'm getting, I'm getting all worked up here. Hey thinking now. about poor, hey now. Thinking hey about now. poor crush on his stretcher. I think I think we're going to try a segment here as we do these wrap-ups when we do multiple different things. Mm. One word, first word, comes to your mind when you think of this Superstars episode. My word, association, mm-hmm. urgency. <laughs> there was no urgency to get that man to the hospital. That's my word. So wouldn't your word be more like um, the opposite of urgency? Like Urgency, because I'm just thinking urgency. Like if I had to describe this episode, urgency. Because like floppery, like we're just flopping around. Well, right, if you want to take floppery, and I'm going to take urgency. <laughs> I think I'm going to do more of a, um, uh, a stretcher. Okay, stretcher, stretcher is my word. Okay, yes, okay, because we spent at least thirty minutes watching a stretcher. It's what I see episode. most in this episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. I Bring like us this. To Raw. I like <laughs> this word associated. Monday Night Raw, the second ever episode. Monday Night Raw, live from the Manhattan Center. Okay. So, Rob Bartlett. Yeah. Just, I can't. Anyway, so it starts with Rob Bartlett ripping up a photo of Bobby Heenan, and Repo Man comes in, steals Macho Man's hat. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is setting the scene for this Monday Night Raw. Then we have a match with Mr. Perfect versus Terry Taylor. Right. Then we have an Ico Pro commercial with Bret Hart coming at you. Everybody loves their body. This is a great Echo Pro commercial. It's my favorite one. And there's also then your Slim Jim commercial with your boy Macho Man. Then we get a Bret Hart interview in ring. No shirt, just jeans and your leather jacket with the little shoulder tulip loops. By the way, iconic jacket that he's got in the past two episodes. Iconic. There's only one person that could rock those colors. It's him. It's true. Um, Headlock on hunger. You know, Undertaker says no one should starve to death. Just think about that. Then we get a Marty Jannetty match. Um, then we get we get an announcement. This is very important. Vince McMahon announces that Crush probably won't make it to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> okay, there it is. And then we see the incident all over again with the stretcher and the bullshit. Okay, then we get the Sunday morning commercial, WWF Mania. It's like Christmas morning. Kids are going to jump on you and say, put it on the TV. Meanwhile, you should just teach them how to put it on themselves. We all grew up in the 80s and 90s. You just did shit yourselves. Okay, you know, you basically lived alone. Then there's a Repo Man Macho Man update. Then there's a Royal Rumble update. Then there's a Ric Flair Tito Santana match, which ends in a fight between Perfect and Flair, which ultimately ends in Ric Flair challenging Mr. Perfect to a career ending duel, aka wrestling match, at the next Monday Night Raw. Loser leaves town. Mr. Perfect accepts, and that is our Monday Night Raw. What's your word? Go. You first. Showdown. Showdown. We're going to have a showdown next week. A Loser Leaves Town match. First time that we've covered a Loser Leaves Town match. Mm-hmm. I totally enjoy the concept of a Loser Leaves Town match. In a sense that, like, as a fan, you really actually, if you dig a little, you can actually find out who's going to leave town. Right? You can. Because you can kind of find, like, 
Right. Maybe who's signed somewhere else or whatever it is. But if it's not, it's true. You do have a week to some look drama. to find some uh, magazines on magazine stands, some wrestling insider magazines. At the time, obviously there was no internet. Um, my word is repossess. Ooh. Because even though the the biggest issue out of both, like the biggest thing that comes out of both of these episodes is that right is the fact that it's going to be the loser leave town match. I feel like that's the biggest thing that happened. But the thing that I remember the most is Repo Man running in, stealing Macho Man's hat, and Macho Man running through the streets of New York City as Macho Man, screaming about his hat. How can you say you remember that the most and you don't remember the traumatized children in the audience who watched a clown take off his cast and then beat a man with it? Which, coincidentally, um, allows for one, you know, is, is uh, maybe, I don't know if it's inspiration but one of the greatest memes of all time is just that Kevin Nash Wolfpack meme where he's like sitting in a wheelchair with like the cast on and then he just gets up. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. I was actually going to. That. That's funny that you say that, though, because I was going to mention Kevin Nash also in the match. I'm pretty sure it's Diesel Shawn Michaels. I, I'm pretty sure where he just rips the prosthetic leg off a guy off like one of the people in the front row and starts beating Shawn with it. That happened? Yes, I don't know if it's an in your house or it might be WrestleMania. But well, yes, he, it, he takes a prosthetic leg and he beats Sean with it. I'm pretty sure it's Sean. I don't think it's Brett. It could be Brett. I just sent you the meme. Okay. I don't have my phone on me. Well, then I'll show it to you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is the beauty of all of this, right? I, I've actually not seen this. <laughs> oh, and he's sitting. <laughs> he's just sitting next to the leg. That's amazing. Yeah. Ugh, I wish I could send you the meme of him ripping a prosthetic leg off I mean, somebody and beating Shawn Michaels we'll with it. We'll have to find it. But I mean, I'm it's like... It's great. I mean, we watched it. I mean... I can't believe I you believe remember it. such a thing. I believe it. I feel like that man might have been a plant. I don't know. That Just man was definitely a plant. I think Just he was actually like a person that they mentioned who he was. Now, I mean, I sound very ignorant right now. But anyway. That's okay. I mean, we'll get there. You know what? Listen, we are who we are. We never, so, we never claim to be experts. No. Just go. No, 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 Just having no. fun. We, yeah, we, we never promised anything more than this uh, informal chat. So, good rundown. I feel like we really uh, hit the highlights. I feel like we really hit the two things that really came out of all of this. Right. Um, if you didn't know, when we were watching this, I, I did have to say that I one of my favorite parts is the hype meter for you to buy this Royal Rumble. They're like, <laughs> it's coming. It's going to be there. Call your local cable Call provider. your local cable provider, but you're like, right I don't now. I don't have to worry because I just click the Royal Rumble. So I think that's fun in today's mm-hmm. streaming age because you don't have to go get a tape. You don't have to go find a thing. It's just like, here it is. You don't right. have to pay for it. Right. It exists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was great anyway. No, it is. It's, you know, and it's just so, I mean, literally all this is, is trying to get you to watch the Royal Rumble. All of it. And then basically, don't forget to tune in the day after the Rumble to make sure you see who's going home. It's either Perfect or Flair, which it's actually, I, I vaguely remember being stressed out about this because I didn't want either of them to go home. It's true. And I was young. I think I, I was like 11. So I was kind of like, oh, no, like, obviously, I don't want Mr. Perfect to go home. But I also don't want, I don't want Mr. Flair to go home either. So let's 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 grab onto that. So 11 year old Jan. Do yeah. you who do you want to win the Royal Rumble? I mean, you know that there's going to be a showdown between Sean and Marty, so I mean he's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. So who do you actually want to win? It's not going to be Brett Razor. I don't yet. know if I really cared. Um, I I probably was like rooting for the 
people like I was probably like oh it would be cool if Tatanka won or Macho Man or I'm trying to think of who else was in it that I really would have at that time maybe perfect I would have been excited to see Mr. Perfect win I'm a hundred percent I I can I can recall this Undertaker maybe like I kind of just wanted one of my you know I'm but nine. I Sean w- and Brett weren't in it, so t- I didn't have... Or Razor. Those are the people I would have been really... Sorry. Tatanka would be my guy, Yeah, I would say. Tatanka. Yeah, I really liked Tatanka. I really enjoyed Tatanka as a Meg Carter. I really liked him as a kid. I, I don't know what it was about it. Just no, I resonated. did too. There was something about him that, yeah. All the Braves, all my little guys. It was like he had <laughs> Hulk Hogan energy, in a way. What? Well, he's like speaking to little kids. Like He had like Hulk Hogan energy. Like Hulk Hogan, because you're all like his little Hulkamaniacs. Okay, so he would always okay, like address you okay. and he's calling everybody, you know, all the Braves and everything Maybe that's like that. why. Maybe it's like he's, he is recognizing that he's talking to kids and maybe mm-hmm. as kids we picked up on that. Maybe that's why also, because I feel like Bret Hart kind of does that, sl- you know what I mean? He does mm-hmm. appeal to kids. Like maybe that's why we all loved him so much, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, that was my main thing. I was like, oh, I want Tatanka to win. I remember that. I mean, I always felt like I wanted Tatanka to win. Um. In looking back at it now, I can understand now. why Tatanka probably didn't win. Yeah. Um, but I love him as a wrestler. It's always fun. Outside of that, really. Did you, kind of, did you, would you want Giant Gonzalez to win? <laughs> well, we didn't know about him yet. I know, I know, I know. Sorry. I'm always, I'm always of the opinion that I love the absurd. So I'm not a fan of the smaller people. Like, I, like, I don't like when they like exploit little people and stuff like that. Like, oh, I, I thought don't you like were that. talking about like, I'm like, you don't like Brad? Or no, 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 no. Or Sean? Or no, no. Perfect? No, well, I, Perfect's kind of tall. I don't know. I'm out. Uh, I'm saying like, like when they, you know, like when they, people. when they have like Dink the Clown and stuff and they do that, like I'm not a fan of all of that. You so know, you're like, anti-Hornswoggle? It's not that I'm anti-Hornswoggle. It's just, I, I feel like I really. No, it feels like an I, like when Johnny Gonzalez does come next week at the Royal Rumble, spoiler alert, um the thing about it is like just his size versus like the undertaker and like everybody just like how absurdly big the guy like i love the spectacle of all of that you know what i mean like like you had just showed me before we jumped on a picture of you know helen hart from bret hart's book with andre the giant and just the absurdity of this yeah. person next to the, like his just this guy's so big. have you ever seen the picture of stephanie mcmahon i don't know she's like a little kid she's probably like nine or ten with andre the giant I think so, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like absurd. It's just like, wow, that guy was so big. And it's like when you mention Giant Gonzalez, like that dude is big. Um, he's not really mobile. Wasn't maybe as sprightly as he needed to be. Um, but again, we could save that for next week when we do our Rumble uh, right. rundown. That's neither here nor there right now. Let's get a little quick preview. So we know that we're going to get a Brett Razor match. The angle is uh, Razor just savagely beat up Owen Hart. And Bret Hart can't handle that. He's here for his family. It's also He's here like for so. <laughs> okay. Okay. That clip of him attacking Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. Not only is it probably one of my favorite things from, well, I was going to say from this year. We're three weeks in. So it I can mean, be. Right. Front runner. Well, it could be a front runner. So, like, it's just so good because of what Owen Hart is dressed in. What he's wearing. Also, like, Razor Ramon is just wearing his wrestling gear. Like, all of it's great. But he's coming from the angle... Like, Owen Hart's looking at the camera. And then from behind the camera, Razor attacks him. And he acts like he doesn't see him coming. It's... <laughs> see, I, see, I'm going to tell you, I enjoy that. But I... 
I already know, and I'm and again when we watch it, like I remember it happening as a kid, and when we rewatched this last year, like when they do the slam on like the USS Intrepid or whatever they're doing. There's a football player. You have to watch for this. There's a football player. Like a lineman. That literally is about to body slam Yokozuna. Like he picks him up, but then they just like kind of like, he has to like kind of put... I remember watching... And I always remember that even as a kid. They're like, oh, nobody could do it. Because they're like, no, 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 dude, put him down. Like we got to wait for Lex Luger to come. Right, right. And it was just so like... This isn't about you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't... That dude... Because like when you get like real football players around some of these dudes, you're like, man, those are... Guy, you know what I mean? Like, what does this have to do with Razor attacking Owen from the? Because you were talking about your best. Uh, oh, was, you I mean, three thing. weeks in, this is my best thing right now. Yeah, I was so just fun. saying. I was just saying. I was just, I was just, just teasing about one of my favorite things down the line. Um, also, Bret Hart in the Void, which is how we start Superstars. Him, him, just in a black room with his belt. Ready I'm to go. Pretty sure he's shirtless in this. I think he's got a bat. He's got his. He's got a jacket. I think he's got the black jacket. So but he has no. Yeah, he doesn't have a shirt on under. Nah, it's, it's unnecessary. Or he's got a singlet. One or the other. He's ready I to go. I don't think he has a singlet. Um, it's very intense. It's very. It, it literally made me laugh out loud. I was like, God, nineties, nineties wrestling. <laughs> I feel like a whole, a whole nother vibe. I feel like this. This is one of these matches where you're just like, especially later on, where you're like, I, I don't know how Razor Ramon didn't win the championship, but then you. You know, this match just kind of is what it is when we get there. But we're not yet. And this angle is what it is. This feud is what it is, right? It doesn't have as much juice. It feels like kind of like a a very... Tacked-on thing. What, what were we calling it? Uh... Filler? Oh, whatever. Um, it, I forget. What we, no, we, we had a weird name for it. But yeah, it feels like kind of like a rushed feud a little bit. I mean, maybe not. They They had some things going on around Survivor Series. But again, that was just a few months ago. Yeah, well, no, it, I mean, yeah. it, it is rushed because you just need to get something out there. Yeah. Similar to, you know, I would I would, I would, would go out on a limb here and say um, Roman Reigns is probably going to beat Kevin Owens this weekend. Stop it. Uh, just because, again, you know, when you have that kind of hype with the champion, you probably want to roll that into, you know, WrestleMania. So I'm just saying, not saying, just saying. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of what that felt like, where you're like, who's going to win the Rumble? Who's going to get the, the chance to challenge at WrestleMania at Caesars Palace? And it just kind of felt like how could Bret Hart lose you know I don't know I just felt like how could like Razor Ramon you know we were talking about when we were watching um we were watching the interview we were watching then you know some of the other stuff like the thing about him is that like as a kid he, he just seemed so cool like yeah. he had the coolest he had the coolest like five minute vignettes like like to me it was like Ric Flair had just such energy that it was so um, and it like, like it in, like infectious, right? Like he just, when he's yelling and he's wooing, you're like, it's like you, like it appeals to you at a base level, right? Of just this larger than life character. But then after that, to me, it was always Razor Ramon because he was so much bigger than most people. And he'd be standing there with his shirt off, completely tanned, calling you Chico and throwing. Oh God, the toothpick. The fucking yeah. toothpick. Yeah, and it was just the best just the best. So you're like, all right, he's a great bad guy, but he was never that bad. Like I just never felt he was like that bad. You well, know, he, he was, was always just like a, so cool. Like a people... good heel. He was always like a good heel. He was never yeah. like the worst heel. You know, he was never somebody that I was like, uh, you know, he's not gonna be like Yokozuna is gonna be or some of these other people where you're really like, okay, 
Like, and it's just, just because he's just such a, just had such a cool vibe. You know, it was just his vibe. He, he, he just couldn't be evil, I think. He was bad. He just wasn't evil. That's how I felt about him. I mean, he was pretty bad. Most of the heels aren't evil. They're just bad. Um, you know, again, we've, we've talked about it. I mean, Jake the Snake does some fucked up things. I said most. Just saying. I also think Jake the Snake is like, he bit, real good at it. He had a snake bite Macho Man. I'm, I'm that's traumatizing. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I, no, know. I don't disagree. I'm not saying that you're we wrong. I'm just saying... watch a clown beat another okay. man almost to death with a cast. Right. But like Flair's not evil. No, but I, but I don't think Flair, like. Sean's not evil. Okay. Owen Hart's not evil. He's just really jealous. Okay. When you are... Okay. You're conflating multiple different things, right? All I said was most heels aren't supposed right, to be evil. Right now, we have two heels, okay, that you're, that you're saying. One of them being Ric Flair. One of them being Shawn Michaels. Let's be clear when we talk about an evil heel, right? Like, Shawn Michaels kicked his best friend through a barbershop window... Ended the rockers, turned his back on him. He's just left sensational Sherry out to dry. She got blasted in the face with that mirror. Marty hit her with that mirror on purpose. He also jumped through that window because he was afraid. I'm gonna tell you of Sean. Agree to disagree. <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> because I feel like I've watched the footage. I rolled it back a few times, and it didn't appear that Marty act jumped through there. That's you and Bobby Heenan who've decided to create a different narrative. I did not see Marty jumping through there in an act of cowardism. I did not see that. I saw Shawn Michaels turn his back on friendship. Not once, but twice. He cheetah kicked him, and then he picked him up again. Cheetah kicked him again. That's you know, what I saw. I think he only cheetah kicked him once, and then he threw him through the window. You know what? In my heart, it was twice. Because I was devastated as a child. Were you really? Yeah. I mean, like, Sid Vicious is evil. He what? fucking destroys the barbershop. Yo, you can be angry, and you can be arrogant, and you could kind of be a dick. Mm-hmm. Or full out be a dick. Mm-hmm. Without being actually... I think evil is reserved for, like, you know, special, special type of bad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fair. I guess it's fair. But, you know, Rick Ric Flair is just a heel because he's a heel. I mean, he's just a heel because he's just, like, a cheater. Like, I feel like he's just a cheater, and I feel like Sean is just, you know, literally arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's his, char- that's his like, heel character yeah, that's trait. What, yeah, that's his thing. Whereas, you know, Razor is just a tough guy. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, that's just his trait. His he's trait kinda, is just I mean, not... they're all kind of arrogant. I mean, I feel like that. Well, I just feel like be, you yeah. can't even be a professional wrestler without having some air of arrogance about it. Are you him. trying to tell me Bret Hart in these clips? A little arrogant? I mean... He's fighting for Canada, his family, mm-hmm. and his World Wrestling Federation Championship. That's not arrogant. That's that's a lifestyle choice. I, You're the one that brought up Bret Hart. I never said anything. Okay. But I sure. mean, I do think that if you claim to be the best ever... Mm-hmm. Best there is. Best there past, was. Past, present, future. Best there will be. Past, present, future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an air of arrogance to that but you know it's okay it's fair i think i love it i'm here for the arrogance i think i'm here for the arrogance too yeah any matches what was your best match of the week this is tough i know Uh, because 
not every match finished correctly, but... Okay, well, I guess the best match of the week would have to be um, Mr. Perfect Terry Taylor. It's probably the best technical match. It's the longest match. Um, then Ric Flair comes in. I feel like it gets a little boring in the middle. It's just... Again, it's like one of those things where it's not a jobber match, but it might as well be you know Mr. Perfect's going to win, right? Just like Ric Flair, Tito Santana, you know... Well, it ends in a DQ, but you know Ric Flair would win, right? Like, I feel like it's that kind of thing. Um, Fair. Yeah, I'd say probably that. What I mean, I also, you know, obviously was extremely entertained with the crush match because the, the the drama surrounding the end of it just lasted the entire episode. True. Uh, you know. I don't think you're wrong. I was going to say, for me, the best match is just Ric Flair, Tito Santana, but again, it's the same for the same reason. It, yeah. Just because Mr. Mean, Mr. Perfect comes back in and makes sure that we're, we're out here. Yeah, I didn't, like, watch both matches and scrutinize each one to compare. I mean, you could be right. That could be the better of the two. I, no, no, I didn't. I didn't either. You're entitled yeah. to your opinion. That's, that's Yeah, straight. but I'm saying my opinion is, you know, it's sus. It's a little sus. It's a little sus. Not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little sus. Um, who had cut the best promo? Uh, it, you, the best promo. Bret Hart in the Void. Oh, uh, let's put a headlock on hunger. Paul Bear. Every time to me. Every time. Unless somebody really brings it. You know, but. I also really like the Royal Rumble promo where The Undertaker and Paul Bear talk about how there's going to be 29 caskets mm-hmm. brought to the rumble with them for everybody else like we can't just eliminate people we have to actually kill them and put them in a casket and set and ship them off That's also the... i gotta call lies on that because i didn't see one casket they were in the back okay they were in the back they were for when the people were dead then they would bring them out on the, that same stretcher okay, with that same sense of that's urgency. not horrifying or anything. same sense of urgency so how did you feel about the interview with uh with your favorite wrestler Shawn michaels if one day <laughs> the universe allows, I'm just the question I'm gonna ask Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. What kind of gum did you chew? Yeah, I think we both decided that that's the. We need to know because I feel like everybody else is probably asked. You know, I don't know if he's you, a, yeah. He, I don't. You you, ha- you have to think. He's gotten probably every other question. You have to think when you sit there and you're gonna interview somebody. If you, no matter what, whatever their profession is, whatever it is, you know, standard level of questions. But I just want to know, man, like, what type of gum did you chew? Were you just like, a, I'm going to grab a Wrigley's right there? Or was that specifically, like, bubble yum? He bubbles with it, so it's probably something that you right? can blow a bubble with. I don't, I, Because yeah. I feel like when we were a kid, like, the 25-cent pack of gum, you know, that, like, Wrigley's 25-cent five-piece, like, you really couldn't blow, like, wild. Well, Wrigley's was old people gum. You bought Wrigley's as a kid. Like, Juicy Fruit? Okay. Juicy Wasn't that the brand? Isn't Wrigley's the brand? I'm Am not, I wrong? I'm not a gumologist. Because I feel like there was the white one, which was like mint or spearmint. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the green one, which was like wintergreen. Green. No, the black one was wintergreen. The black green one is usually spearmint. Blue is usually like cool mint or something. But there was big red gum. And there was also was uh, cinnamon. juicy fruit. I'm just saying. I, I didn't know. like the cinnamon gums. I, I feel like when we were younger, it was the bubble... Bubble, bubble yum and bubblelicious. And bubblelicious were the ones you chewed if you really oh, and they were like bubbles. Yeah, they were like big and they were... So that's yeah. it. That's what I want to know. Um, yeah, you, uh, you were convinced he was high during that interview? I was, but I could be wrong. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, we will never really know. I'm not going to ask the man at this stage of his life. Hey, do you remember this uh, interview you gave in 1993 in the ring on a TV day? Were you high when at that point? Like, I didn't realize that you were going to you were gonna talk to him. You know, I've been told by a lot of people, some smarter than me, that, you know, you have to have goals. So my goal is if one day I'm ever there, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be left wondering, what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, what type of gum did you chew? Right. What is the predominant type of gum that you chew? I'm not going to be like, yo, man, like at this spot, blah, blah, blah. Like everybody's asked that. Everyone's asked that. There's no point. I want him to remember the stupidity of the question that I ask him. And hopefully he acknowledges it. See what I did there? Maybe he'll acknowledge you. That's it. Um... I thought it was all right. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're going to have some heartbreak hotels next year, and I can't wait. That's going to yeah. be fun. When, you when Sean and me gets the both. Best costume? Best dressed? Um, I mean, I hate to always do this, but... I was going to give it to Marty Jannetty, but I can't. I can't do it because Macho Man's outfit with that hat... Mm-hmm. Was really insane. It does nothing matches that he's wearing. Like, usually he's really like matching. Like it is wild colors all over the place, different patterns, crazy glitters and all kinds of things. It's and, and the hat is insane. So I gotta give it to Mach. I mean, he lost his hat, but now hear me out. Okay. When we watch this, mm-hmm. my main th- my main goal when I'm looking at the older action to try to keep myself informed is I'm trying to figure out. Like, who and where are we getting these costumes from? And when I saw the dude with sperm on his ass. Oh, that's right. That is the best costume. Yeah, so that was from from the first match of Superstars. It was Razor Ramon, and his name is Buck Zumhoff. Buck Zumhoff. And you were like, he has sperms on his butt. The sperm outfit? Yeah, but didn't we... uh, No, we know it's music notes. Okay. We know it's music notes, but if you're just casually watching it, you're like, what the fuck is also, that? Also, side note, that match was like two seconds long. It was like the shortest match ever. Yeah, and, he just yeah, kind of crushed him. Threw him in the razor's edge. Mm-hmm. What do you give him a sack of shit and then throw him in the razor's edge? Yeah, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, it was, it was quick. Yeah, it's definitely a razor's edge involved. But so I, that's me, his costume. I got to give it to yeah, that they were, they were Because it made me think the most. Because, I mean, I know that we are in peak Macho Man territory at this point. So I know that I could give it to him every week. It's okay. It's only, you know, his hat got stolen, hat so got it, stolen. It, really, yeah. it really made me pay attention to what he was wearing and whether or not his hat was going with his out. You know what I mean? Like, there was mm-hmm. a reason. The the Marty Jannetty match, um, both him and the guy he was wrestling, they both just had an explosion of neons. It's true. And it was, it was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. It looked like the beginning of Saved by the Bell. I loved it. I thought it was pretty dope. Um, yeah, I mean, what this week proved or disproved your theory that Montreal was a work or was there nothing? Because for me, I, I feel the same and this, I still feel like I don't know. So for Gun me, to my head, Jen, was it a work? I'd flip a coin. So for me this week, mm-hmm. I know next week I have a showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have a showdown this week. And I know, excuse me, I know that the sense of urgency coming out of that medical staff isn't there. Well, 
That is true. These are the two things I learned. Did I learn anything? <coughs> Excuse me. Did I learn anything COVID. about... No. Did I learn anything <laughs> about whether or not this was work? I did not. Right. You know, I don't think that every week you're really going to get the answers that you're looking for. I think there's a couple different segments is what I think there is. This is this is definitely, you know, um, if you want to make this kind of be, you know, do sort of pop culture analogies and things. If you're like, oh, you know, like you're watching this as a serialized show. So you're like, you know, we know where it goes. This is the beginning of kind of the new gen. The, the new generation. So you're here at the beginning. Do I think that the seeds are planted yet? No, they're not planted yet. But they're definitely there. You can see Sean, Intercontinental Champion. Oh, I Just saw came off a title match with Brett Breyer. Mm-hmm. Brett has the title. So you can see where all of this is going. I think this year, we're probably not going to see much in terms of breadcrumbs. I think they come more next year. Just because of of the dynamic of where it all kind of goes. Because right now, what we're going to be building towards is, you know, one of the best runs, I think, for as like a kid watching it and really hooking you into this thing. Just the the Yokozuna angle. You're like, man, that guy's fucking huge. Mm -hmm. You know, and just fun. And fun with the video games and fun, you know, with all of it. And so that stuff really more kind of... You know, because Brett, you know, not loses his fastball, but I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna have some some trouble this year. You know, some trouble afoot. Yeah. You know, it's more when he gets the title back, I think, and has it for a while. That WrestleMania run with Owen, I think that's when you start to kind of get, like, next year, I think is when you start to kind of get more of that, like, really that rivalry. Because right now. They're oh, just yeah, in different different. universes. You know, they're they're in different spheres. It is interesting how their careers kind of parallel each other. And uh you know. Yeah. It's it's kind of fun to watch that. Well, it's almost like Sean's but, Sean from one perspective is like a year behind, right? Because Brett got the mm-hmm. IC title last year. Mm-hmm. Now Sean gets it this year, and then it's gonna kinda keep going they that both way. Got so it last year. Guys. They both got it last year, but just Brett in the beginning of the year. Yeah, Sean six months or whatever. Yeah, 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 whatever it is, you know. Yeah. It just takes a long time for Sean to get where Brett is. And, um, well, a lot of that is Sean's, uh, maybe his own. Well, I think it's because Vince bit. McMahon didn't want him to be in that position, but yeah, well, it is. One, I think he didn't necessarily need him to be in that position. Yeah, well. And two, you know, when you go back and you do revisionist history, you're like, Sean was never a good enough guy, right? He was never a good guy in a way for a lot of time that you're like, here's Diesel and here's Sid and here's here's a archetypical, you know, a, a archetype villain who's the golden boy. Like, I really think everything is ratcheted when, you know, that last year of Brett's, uh, when Brett's in the WWF and he's got to be a heel in America and a hero in Canada. That's like, fun. I think all of that. It's fun. It's silly. But I think all of that, like, that hard foundation stuff, that's really where you see all the... Oh, well, that's when it gets real. Like, crumbs. now, there's, there's no rivalry between them now. So. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing, really. You know? Sean um, is just doing his thing. Anything else you want to add? Um, No, I mean, I'm excited to uh, get to this Rumble next week. Next week, Royal Rumble. Yeah. We're going to have a breakdown. Um, yeah. So join us. Do it. Like <laughs> us. Follow us. Yeah. 
Shoots and Ladders podcast. It's been real. It's been fun. Yep. We gone. Bye. Bye. Oh, I dropped my water bottle.